Danielle. And I'm Crispin. In this podcast, we will be listening to the Adventures in Odyssey radio show that has been put out by Focus on the Family for the past 30 years. If you grew up evangelical like us, there's a good chance you've heard an episode or two. We'll be on the lookout for themes and messages in the show that coincide with, and sometimes depart from, God's vision for his kingdom in the world. As Walter Brueggemann says in his book, The Prophetic Imagination, the task of prophetic ministry is to nurture, nourish, and evoke a consciousness and perception alternative to the consciousness and perception of the dominant culture around us. Thanks for listening with us. Oh, hi there! I'm just working on one of my podcasts. My name is D.L. Mayfield, but you can call me Danielle. (laughs) And we're talking about Adventures in Odyssey. All right, today we are discussing episode number four called Connie Comes to Town. It first aired in December 1987. Yeah, and the reason why I kind of wanted to start with this podcast is it's because I think it's number four, right, that was ever recorded of Adventures in Odyssey. And this year marks the 30th year anniversary of the show. So it's a great time to be talking about it. And I think this one gives us a little insight into what exactly um, Adventures in Odyssey is all about. For those of you who have not listened to it or who, like me, maybe listen to it occasionally and have forgotten what it's all about, this is going to be a good episode. But Crispin, why don't you tell us more about it since you're the nerd? Okay, so it starts out at Wit's End, and Wit's End is a ice cream shop slash Bible Discovery Emporium run by Mr. Whitaker, also known as Wit. And at this point, he is just working at the ice cream shop alone. Can I interrupt really quick? Yes. <laughs> Where is Odyssey? So the town is called Odyssey, right? Yes. So um, Odyssey, they never identify where it is. Um, although they re- reference Chicago a lot, so but it's definitely more rural than Chicago. Okay. And as we discovered in this episode, it's definitely not in California, but that's all we know. Right. Okay. Yes. Yeah. We never find out where Odyssey actually is. And so this ice cream shop slash Bible emporium called Wit's End is where the episode begins and Connie walks in. And if you are a longtime listener of the show, of course, you know who Connie is. But this is the first time that she appears in the series. So she walks in. Excuse me. Uh, could you tell me how to get to Front Street? Looking for directions because she is trying to find her way to a clothing store where she's going to apply for a job. And during her conversation with Wit about where this place is, he decides that he wants to hire her. You're offering me a job? I haven't even filled out an application. I don't know what else I'd ask you. I already know where you're from, a little about your family, what kind of work you've done, what experience you've had. Is there something I missed? No. And I get the feeling there isn't much of anything you do miss. I'll take that as a compliment. And that's kind of what the episode's about. There's a little bit more to it than that. What's kind of like the main, I don't know, crisis point in this episode? So she wants to go back to L.A. where she is from. So she's out living with her mom, but her dad lives in L.A. and she would like to go back to L.A. So she's trying to earn some money so that she can go back there. I've never been bored. Well, at least until I came here. 
there. So basically the whole theme of the episode is, is she going to stay in Odyssey or is she going to go back to LA? And a little subplot is there's a boy named Bobby who later becomes Jimmy. Oh, yeah, so he's 12, he has a crush on her, and he's decided that he's going to take the bus with her back to L.A. But wouldn't it be better if you had somebody going with you? Maybe a guy. Somebody who could protect you. You know, if something happened. Yeah, how old is Connie supposed to be, by the way? I couldn't tell. Um, I'm not clear about that either. Maybe late teens. She lives with her mom. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I would say probably a teenager. Okay. But it's obvious that she's not a believer. Look, I'm not really into God. Okay, because she mentions that several times. So that's like really important for us as listeners to know Connie is not religious. Okay. Right. So that's basically the summary of the episode. It's actually pretty boring. Not a lot happens. There's a lot of discussion between the difference between Odyssey, this small town in rural America, and L.A. Yeah, there's definitely like some... Weird stuff going on there, I felt. I mean, I think the little boy keeps mentioning how dangerous it would be for Connie to take a bus to California, for one, um, because she's a girl. And I don't know, maybe because she's young, but they never say that. So, okay, as somebody who, like, I don't remember listening to this episode, I don't remember a ton about Odyssey, um, the first thing that strikes me while listening to it is, like, the big thing that all the kids in the town are really excited about is this thing called a Bible Bowl. All we ever do around here is have Bible Bowls. Bible Bowls? What's that? It's this game where Mr. Whitaker asks questions out of the Bible and two teams try to answer them. That's what they do for fun, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Crispin, but they all get together, and Mr. Whitaker asks them questions from the Bible, and they try and answer them, and that's it. That's, like, what the Bible Bowl is, yes. and, like, the kids go crazy for it. They're, like, obsessed with this. Hello, everybody. Time to start the Bible Bowl. We've got teams from all over the city in today's competition. And that's what everybody in the town does for fun. And that is what sticks out to me. Right. And it's being really weird. <laughs> it's definitely Bible trivia. So I don't I mean, I don't know if there's if it's worth making a differentiation, but it's remembering like names, like really hard to pronounce biblical names. Like Melchizedek. Alright. Now here's our next question. Buzzers ready? Okay. Who are Shadrach? Mish Shalam? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Yeah, yeah, what he said. Yeah, okay, so that is an interesting thing because Connie, first of all, she doesn't know what the heck a Bible bowl is, which made me love her, and I identify with Connie because I didn't understand what that meant either. Then part of the reason, like, they get her to stay and she tries to convince Bobby to stay, she ends up becoming the MC of the Bible bowl, even though it's clear she doesn't know anything about the Bible, and that's made clear because... A, she already said she's not religious, and B, you know, she can't pronounce any of these really hard names. And actually, that made me think about some people I have read the Bible with, and they were people who didn't come from the dominant evangelical culture, so they didn't grow up in a background where things like Bible trivia happened. And I should say, I did. You know, I'm a pastor's kid. I used to be, like, the best when they would do these, what they call them, sword drills, where they'd ask you to find, like, find the specific book of the Bible, usually, like, a minor prophet. And whoever found that in their Bible the fastest, like, won. I was super good at that. Um, But there's many people who didn't grow up with these kinds of things. Maybe they just were non-religious. Maybe they come from more marginalized populations. And yeah, things like pronouncing names correctly 
it doesn't come easy to them. And it's it's a signifier of sorts. Like I've done Bible studies with people and they feel self-conscious because they stumble over all these like really hard names. Like there's so many genealogies in the Old Testament. It's unbelievable. And <laughs> it, we got to the point where when I'm reading with people who haven't read the Bible before, we just like skip over the names completely because it doesn't matter. That is not what the Bible's about. And even in this episode, it definitely almost seems like an insider-outsider thing. Like, you're an insider if you know how to say Melchizedek, right? And you're an insider if you know how to say Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego properly. Um, and I don't like that. I don't like the Bible being used. First of all, like, knowing arcane knowledge about it is not helpful. And then secondly, just being used to point out we know it and you don't. It just, I don't know, that stood out to me. Right, yeah. Well, it seemed there is this idea that Odyssey, the town is portrayed as this totally Christian city. Because, you know, all the kids in the city like the Bible Bowl. They all know the, all the answers. And then Connie, this outsider from L.A., comes. And, of course, they welcome her. But there's this focus on this town. They, they mention a Christian school. They talk about village Christian school and how the kids go there. And so it's this idea of like the ideal Christian evangelical utopia, right? And Connie is invited into that. Wit, uh, although he says it doesn't matter where you go. And, and the whole, in fact, the whole idea of the episode they say is about contentment wherever you are, which didn't really fit with the narrative in, in the episode, I thought. But basically it's this Christian utopia where there are Christian schools and people know the Bible and people care about each other. Witt talks about that and Connie says, you know, I just have to look out for myself. And it seems obvious that they're, that they're portraying the city, L.A., as having that theme of people don't look out for each other. And really they don't say it, but, you know, it's a godless place. Yeah, and Connie, I mean, just a little she shared about her background. I think it was to make it clear that she comes from a sort of troubled background you know her parents are divorced or separated and you know maybe she doesn't get along great with either of them but I actually thought what Wit had to say to her he was basically saying you know this go- this boy Bobby is it, wait is his name Bobby uh-huh, yeah. Bobby you know is planning to go with you to California you need to do something to stop him and she's like why like uh-huh. why am I responsible for his choices and Wit basically says like every time we interact with somebody How does he put it? Every time you come in contact with another human being, something happens. Neither one of you is ever quite the same again. So what does that mean? Every time I pass somebody on the street, I'm responsible for the rest of their life? Oh, of course not. God made each and every one of us dependent on other people. And he wants us to feel some responsibility for one another. And I really, truly believe in that. Like, that is, I would say that's one of the defining tenets of my life is that we are to love our neighbors as ourselves and that our lives are changed when we interact with others. It'll just be interesting to see how this is played out in Odyssey because I think what we've already discussed here, it doesn't seem Odyssey has like a lot of different types of people. (laughs) It seems like a lot of one kind of person, which I would clarify as they're coming from a dominant evangelical culture. And it seems like... um, Connie? Yeah, so Kami, Connie. <laughs> Connie the Kami. <laughs> so Connie the Kami is coming from a different place, and she's very much an outsider, but I'm pretty sure she's going to be grafted in. You've got people all around you who can't wait to care about you. And she will then change to become, like, the dominant culture. 
And I'm not sure how much wisdom they're going to receive from her. Although even going back to these Bible studies I've had with people who have not come from, you know, a church background, I have so much to learn from them. Um, It's kind of unbelievable how much you have to unlearn when you view the Bible as a book of propositions to memorize or a book of names to get right. That that's not what the Bible is. I think the Bible shows us that God is a loving father and that Jesus came to liberate us from sin and systemic oppression. And that's what I've learned from people who are outsiders to the church. They've taught me how to find Jesus and meet Jesus in this way. I So I agree with Mr. Whitaker. I just think he's not going to go to that same conclusion. Um, a lot of my thoughts on this have been really influenced by a person named Bob Eckblad, and he wrote a book called Reading the Bible with the Damned, which is really great. And he probably would love to read the Bible with Connie, and so would I. Right, yeah. One of the things that stood out to me was uh, just this juxtaposition. So um, you have this rural community that seems predominantly white, if not completely white, and then you contrast that to the city. Don't you know what can happen to you all by yourself in a big city like that? Look, I came here to earn money, not to get lectured. Connie, I just want you to see how dangerous it is, that's all. And so this small town is a Christian place, um, it's a spiritual place, compared to the city that is a dark place. And we know that historically, minorities have lived in cities more than in rural places. And I think that there's some of this white supremacy that's uh, very implicit. And I don't, I'm not saying that was intentional by the creators, but it sustains this idea that people in these white quote-unquote safe communities have God, they have the Bible, you know, they kind of have it all. And uh, people that are in uh, inner cities um, are in need and that they are uh, wanting. And even Connie, you know, is an example of someone who needs to come to this white suburban community in order to find God and to learn about the Bible. And I think that's really problematic in a lot of ways. Yeah, so as you can tell, Um, In this podcast, we are going to be trying to pick up on some larger themes that may or may not have direct uh, relations to our current political climate in America. And that's on purpose. I mean, a lot of people listen to Adventures in Odyssey, and I think some of these themes got lodged pretty deep in our hearts. Um, So if you guys love the show and this bums you out, I'm sorry if you have no idea what we're talking about. I'm sorry still. It's it's kind of it's kind of unclear who will actually enjoy listening to this podcast, <laughs> but we're glad you guys are listening. Any other thoughts on this episode, Crispin? That's about it. It's uh, like I said, it was kind of boring, yeah. I thought, uh, but introductory as well. Well, okay, let's just let's just talk about this right now. It's boring because an ice cream parlor where you do Bible drills is inherently boring. Okay. <laughs> So I'm still I'm still not on the Adventures in Odyssey train quite yet. Not like my husband, but maybe maybe I'll get there. Maybe it gets a little bit more interesting. Maybe the drama gets up a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> this has been an episode of the Prophetic Imagination Station. Check us out on SoundCloud or iTunes and stay tuned for weekly discussions.